your parents. They need to know that you are modeling perfect behavior. One, zero. Thank you for helping count it down, boys. I love it, love it. Welcome to Northwest. Welcome to Second Service. Welcome to those of us streaming everything live. So uh, we always lead with some announcements. It is the first Sunday of the month, so we have some video announcements. If we can cue those up, please. Hi there, my name is Adam, and I'd like to personally welcome you to Northwest. Thanks for choosing to spend part of your day with us. If this is your first time watching, I want to encourage you to reach out so we can meet you, whether it's through our Facebook page or one of our greeters here at church. So this month at Northwest is all about family. We all know that family life can be challenging, in our main sermon series entitled Family Survival Kit, you'll explore some tools to help you and your family live life to the fullest. So bring the whole clan to Northwest Church because this could be your family game changer. So here are a few things we thought you might be interested in this month at Northwest. So if there's one person in my family who definitely deserves to be pampered, it's my mom. So what better way to treat her than to give her a truly delightful morning at our Mother's Day tea on Saturday, May the 13th. All right, just kidding, I won't be there, but this is a wonderful opportunity for mothers and daughters to connect and also an opportunity to adopt a mom or a daughter for the day. Back pain, allergies, even that nagging cough, these are things that we tend to ignore, but believe that God can heal anything, even those annoying pains. Just drop in to get healing at our prayer healing session this coming Sunday at 9.30. So hey guys, you know that breaking free from the past mistakes, negative habits, bitterness is no easy obstacle. But with the return of the men's encounter on May the 20th, you can discover the freedom and adventure of having a real manly relationship with God. All right, Fun Nights for Freedom Trivia Nights back on June the 2nd. This time the nerds are getting their revenge. So gather your team of brainiacs, experts, and friend who knows useless facts and sign your team up. All right, so that's gonna be all from us this month. Thanks for being a part of the Northwest family. For more info, about how to sign up for these events, go ahead and visit northwestorlando.com or bring us wherever you go by downloading our brand new Northwest app. All right, we'll see you soon. I don't know if Adam's in here, but you are a mama's boy, Adam, wherever you're at. Um, okay, so one quick announcement that he left off, video announcements. All right, we have a big change coming in the month of June, all right? Now, you guys are gonna hear about it for a few weeks leading up to it. But who was at that Sunday, New Year's Day, where all three services were all together? And it was like electric, right? You're seeing people be like, oh, I haven't seen you in two years because I'm going to first and you go to third. Well, it was so much electricity that we have decided to start to force us to be a little closer. So starting in June, we are going to make it two services. One at 9.30, my mother-in-law's happy. One at 9.30, one at 11 o'clock. All right, so that means we get to see people more. Last week, I was like, hey, how long have you been coming? They said a year. I'm like, oh, man, I got to get to second service more. So I'm pumped because I'm now going to see more of everybody. So that's happening in June. Everybody's ready to worship. Let's pray, and let's come out of the gate like we mean it. All right, Father, we are ready, God. We are expecting. We are excited. We are your sons and daughters that want this time to be our profession of faith to you. Welcome, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to get started with some worship this morning. You guys ready? I got a little secret about worship to share with you guys. This is completely reliant upon you. And it is all about us opening up our hearts and quieting our minds and, and just 
making a decision to put aside everything that we struggled with this week, everything that pulled us away from our Father in heaven, and to focus on Him, and to focus on His Spirit, and to turn our ears and our eyes and our hearts towards Him. So will you guys do that with us this morning? All right, let's do it. Let's get in some worship.
that song says, champion of heaven, you made a way for all of us to enter in. up to us to accept the gift and to choose the way that he's made and that's why we're here that's why we come here to receive from him to spend time with the others who've made the same decision we have to follow him right now his spirit is here Father we just ask that every heart be opened up to you that right now we make the decision to put everything else aside and to place you first in our heart first in our mind Father right now I just ask that every Every person here, just receive your spirit. The next song we're going to do is called Be Enthroned. That's what it is about. It is about putting him at the forefront of your life and your dreams. Just saying, Father, be enthroned in my life and in my heart. decision we make to put him first. So will you right now choose with us to focus in on him, to quiet your mind and just say, Father, I receive you. Speak to me today. Father, we receive you today.
prayer that we do as a body of believers. This is our time to be in the foxhole together. There's stuff happening all around, but this is how we're knit together, that we have one focus. We are all in the same battle. We all have the same enemy. We all want to advance the same kingdom. So if you would, pray with me for the sick right now. For the sick and broken, broken, whether it be physically, mentally, spiritually. Not for just them to be healed, to be healed, but that the true God of God and Lord of Lords would touch them in a way that is undeniable and brings a son and daughter running back home. Think of that person that you want to pray for right now. It's not just that they get healed. It's that they get healed and are sitting right next to you next Sunday, praising the same God, testifying to the same God, worshiping the same God. Lord, we lift those people up, those that are struggling. They cannot see you, God. They cannot see you through their struggle, Lord. We intercede that they would get just but a breath, just but a breath of a break to be introduced to your glory, Father. We know you can touch them. Father, and let it move on to our city. Let it move on to Orlando, to Pine Hills. This is our backyard. This is our responsibility. We will intercede for these people. If they will not pray to you, we will intercede for them until they do give up, until they do surrender to your will, Father, to your will, God. I pray that it is like the... the the, the days where the the Jews were in Egypt, Father, and that there was blood over a household and the Spirit passed through. Father, I want to see blood over the doorsteps of the households in Pine Hills. I want to see evidence that people are giving up their way for yours. And I want to see Pine Hills lifted up, Father. I want to see Pine Hills talked about as the sought-after place. Father, we want to see you change this city, change it before our very eyes, God. Change it body of believers and for our future building. Lord, we intercede for the families that are here, that when ministries are being pushed forward, that families have to bond even tighter. Lord, we pray for family unity. We pray for marriages right now. We pray for strong children right now. We pray for the family to move the ministry and not an individual, God. We pray for families to advance your kingdom, not an individual, Father. This is not enough of your kids in one room, Father. We want to see your kingdom grow. We want to see the building you have in store for us, Lord. We recognize that your will is moving. We pray over our tithes and our offerings. We, collective as a body of believers, ask this in your son's name. And all God's people said, amen. Well, good morning. As you are finding your seats again, welcoming to those streaming us live, it is good to have you. So I brag every single week on Children's Church because it is amazing the things they're doing. We have the nursery next door, ages zero to four. It's a great, great place to put your kids. Mine's are, Caius is a little nervous when he goes in and he's always having a blast. Uh, By the time we go to pick him up, he's kind of like, all right, fine. Um, And then Children's Church, five to 12, it is amazing what they are doing. If your kids are memorizing scripture and making you feel a little convicted, 
I'm not alone, right? I'm not a little, I mean, they memorize scripture for Tandy, so I think Pastor Mark's going to start doing that as well, um, but uh, we have a great children's church, so when we send them out, let's not forget that they are the next generation. That verse talked about a thousand generations. Well, look on to the next one and know that they're pouring into it, so when you are ready, Danny, you can hit it. Boom. service. <clears throat> um, Rory mentioned something. I think it just kind of passed by, but let me just bring your attention back to that. June 4th, the first Sunday of June, we are going to two services. It's going to be, and the children workers are cheering right now as they're watching it on TV. Uh, the band is cheering, doing backflips. Yay! <laughs> and one of the things that we need, you need to know is that we have more people attending or who are part of this church now than we did five years ago when we went to three services. Um, the, we're going to go to two services that Sunday. We're going to drop it to 9.30 and 11. And it's going to do a whole bunch of things. One, some of y'all are going to need to go to the first service. It's just... It's going to be full. We're making it a little uncomfortable for you, okay? It's like, well, there's plenty of room. Uh, come do the coffee for three services or a children's church for three services. And you're going to go, let's put them all in one service, make them uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, the infrastructure is, is rejoicing. But the other thing is we found out that culturally, uh, we, we have five modes, ways for you to see this, either Facebook, online, on the app. There's five different outlets, and there's hundreds of people who watch it, plus those who are watching live right now. Uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of views from these five different applications. And so first we say, hey, how you doing, everybody, out there across the world? And those in Orlando, you better get here. Um, so just so you'll know that come that Sunday, if it's a little uncomfortable, good. You might want to go to first. There's a little more room in first. So you are invited. The first service has officially invited you now. And, don't, and the music's just as loud. So if you don't like it now, you won't like it then either. So, <laughs> Or if you do like it, you'll love it just as much. So we've been um, doing these series, and we're starting a new one. If you look at the series says the family survival kit. 20 years ago, I, we would have just done teaching on family. But there's something that's quite amazing about these days. The family has been targeted in the last days, as we're going to see from Paul's writings. I used to, um, we would study years and years ago eschatology, a lot of revelations. And you would get to the part in Revelations that says in the last days that there are going to be believers who are going to be beheaded for their belief in Jesus Christ and that they're going to lose their head unless they renounce their faith. Well, 30 years ago, 
I'm going, well, that must be a metaphor meaning something else. Because 30 years ago, it was unheard of that somebody would be beheaded. And wow, is that not what happens every week in the Middle East? Christians are being beheaded. And if you don't, you know, you may not be hearing it on the news. They've actually stopped reporting it unless, you know, you get your news from other sources. But there, are, there have been literally thousands of Christians that have been beheaded for their faith and are being beheaded. We are in the last days. That 30 years ago when we studied this, we couldn't, couldn't quite conceive that. But it's, it's happening now. And the crazy thing is, the world is kind of accepted, well, that's just who they are. And it's just outrageous that, that, that our senses have been numbed by the culture. That the, the news people don't even report it anymore. And it's just absolutely barbaric. Well, there was something else that the Bible wrote. That the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, because the Apostle Paul, was he was expecting the Lord to return at any time. And so the Lord told him, you know, the Holy Spirit told him, that these things are going to happen in the last days. Look for them, because they're going to be bad. And we read them, it's, it's really the first part, I've listed the, these things. It's the first ten chapters of Ephesians, I mean, of Timothy. But it goes, it really speaks in the two chapters. But right in the very beginning, it says, in the last days, they're going to be lovers of self. They're going to prefer themselves. I love me. That doesn't, that doesn't work good in a marriage. You know, that, hey, I'm going to marry somebody who loves themselves. No, you want to marry someone who loves you, loves the Lord. And, you know, but this one says they're lovers, they're lovers of self. That means they love themselves more than they love God. And God's word, and God's principles. It says lovers of money, they're boastful, they're proud. Does anyone, you know, that's what I've been praying for is that I could live with someone like that. It's like, well, I, I'm living with someone like that. You can have them. Um, they're proud, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unforgiving, without self-control. Wow. This is talking about the church. You see, you think it's talking about the world, but it's not. Paul's saying, this is what, this is so horrible. The last days are going to be so hard that the church is going to act like the world. It's not, that, that's what the world acts like. But he said, this is what's horrible. The church is going to act like the world. Look out. It is going to be a rough go of it. And we are in those days. We are in those times that, you know, people live for themselves. You can't stay married doing that. They, they, it's all about them. I'm not happy. Well, you should be worried about if your mate's happy. That's what you did when you made that vow to God and the family that I, I'm, no matter what happens, I will do this. And, and, and it's just horrible that people, and it's acceptable now. The church accepts it. It's going, I'm just so unhappy. Why'd you get married? There's no promise to be happy. He said, I'm going to love you as long as I'm happy. Was that, was that in anyone's vows? I love you as long as I'm happy. 
Good luck with that one, buddy. <laughs> well, the verse reads, having a form of godliness but denying its power. You know, what is, you know what's missing in here? The ability to restrain from these things. Those things control you. Having a form of godliness, but I can't, I, I don't have the power over these things. They have the power over me. This is speaking directly to family. The definition of family is not just that you have the same DNA. The, the origin of the word comes from any group of people that congregate and are in agreement on something. If you have a roommate, that's a family. The church is a family. And, and the amazing thing is that and it's just one of those like zingers that God does. God is the one who is the originator of family. Let, let's look at the verse that, that shows us that. That one. Okay. That one. <laughs> it goes, you, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions. You know my sufferings. What is that? That's family. What kind of things that have happened to me? So Paul's saying, listen, you know, you, you know me. You, you, you know where I've suffered. You, you know my lack. I've come to you in sickness. We're family. And, and there's something special about family. You know, there's, there's too many of us who... You know, if you're married or lived with or your parents aren't saved, you're thinking, oh, I fail so often. I wish I could. Listen, God knows you're imperfect. He put us in this fallen. We're in this fallen state by our own doing. But he says, I'm going to take this imperfect vehicle and I'm going to set it on a path to walk righteously. There's going to be some tough times. But you know what? It's your failing sometimes that is such a testimony to that unbeliever you live with. They go, I know how you struggle. I struggle with it too. Man, I'm so... It, your struggle sometimes is a great witness because you keep trying. You keep trying. Who? Why don't you just give up? It's just too painful. You know, they're saying, just love yourself. It's all about you. Come on, give in to it. We all do not the believers. So there's got to be something than just recognizing there's a God. And Paul's going to teach us this. It's quite amazing. He says, but as you continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. So there's a process that we learn and we're convinced in our mind. But there needs to be another step because I'm I can be convinced of something and defile it. I can be in a low state of mind. It was some, but it, there's something more than this because you know those whom from you learn it. That's family. And let me tell you, there is a lot of great teachers. There are a lot of great teachers on TV, but I don't know them. I don't. I don't know how they're living. And so I'm always kind of taking a little grain of salt, you know. Like, okay, that's a good teaching, but I'm not going to make you a king you know, I want to know how your kids turned out. I want to know what your wife does. I kind of I want to know your lifestyle. 
You can say the right words, but before I promote you to being, I'm not calling, I can't call anybody on, on the TV my pastor. I just can't. Because just the scripture, I don't know them. I've not seen them struggle. I've not seen them suffer. I don't know how their kids have turned out. I don't know how they live. It says family. Is there something special about family? Every time that you say family, if you're a devout Muslim, if you're a Buddhist, if you're a Hindu, if you're an atheist, and any time you refer to family, you've just spoke a testimony of God. Family doesn't exist without God. God is the one who introduced family. He is the only deity, he is the only, it's the only faith that is referred to as my father. You would be put to death if you called Allah daddy. But we call ours Abba father. My dad. My heavenly dad. With a father, you have family. So it's, it is the Judeo-Christian belief of family that comes from God. It's not in any other faith. That God refers to himself as father. Jesus says, this is my father. God says, that's my son. And he said, you know, there's going to be, and there's many of us who have been adopted into the family. That is something special. When, whenever the Bible, whenever there's a teaching on, on you know, if I do a wedding, I always, I always like to use this verse from the wedding. It says, you know, you know, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. And wives respect your husbands. You know, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be, you know, united to his wife. And the end of it goes, okay, enough about wedding. I'm really talking about Christ and the church. Whenever it refers to sexual relationships and oneness coming together, it's talking about the relationship of God the Father and us, his son, the Holy Spirit. So when I say family, it speaks of God himself. Because he's the God of family. He's the Father. No other writings have that. And throughout the scriptures, we see family. But see, Paul says that we've got a crisis that's going to happen in the last days. Because continue in what you have learned. Well, in what we have learned, but in these tough times, because we are imperfect. We are, we are imperfect beings called to have a perfect walk. So even in our struggles, it needs to testify of a great God putting so much trust in such a little flawed person. That's us. So don't just think of your failings as an insult to God. It's a testimony that, that God has done something in us to the point that we won't walk away. That we won't give in to selfishness. We won't give in to loving me more than anyone else in the family. Let's take a look where Paul's going to help us this in Ephesians. Ephesians 3. For this reason. And I'm going to act this out. And I hope I can get through it because I got quite emotional for a service. 
He goes, for this reason, before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. That's the reason I researched. Because I said, what does that mean? Every, in heaven and on earth. So I researched family, and I found out that we are the only belief that calls their God Father, that their God refers to himself as your Father in heaven. Every family. The Jewish Bible says, from whom every family in heaven and on earth receives its character. I like that. Well, let me put that in. So it goes like this. I know something. Who owns the Orlando Magic? Rich DeVos. Okay. Do you know DeVos? I wrote it. I had to, I had to, I had to let me see how much money. <clears throat> he has, his family has given $1.2 billion. 66% of it stays in the Grand Rapids area. Do you know if you go on any website that says the best cities to live in America, Grand Rapids is one of them. <laughs> Just think if we had one family who gave over a, not a million, a billion dollars. 29% of it goes to faith-based organizations. 29%. Just think, if I had the opportunity, someone calls me up, you get a phone call, says, Pastor Evans, yes, it is. Uh, Mr. DeVos is in town. He's here with some of his family. They have a billion dollars they want to get rid of. You're a faith-based organization. Could you come in and make your plea? Please, Mr. DeVos. I, have you heard of Northwest needing a church? Have you heard of the Lovely Project? Have you heard of the Mark Evans Project? <laughs> I just, just, uh, just a pinch of it. Just, just a billion dollars, 29%. I don't even know what a 20, 29% of a billion is, but it's a lot more than what I've been giving. It says... Paul doesn't tell us that we pray for our sons to stop smoking pot or that our daughters not to be so promiscuous. He prays, and for this reason I fall on my knees. Out of the, your glorious riches, out of your glorious riches. He goes, that he may be that, that, that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. I'm not gonna try to manipulate. I even if even if I convinced my son to stop smoking pot, if I convinced my daughter to stop doing that, it's in their heart. 
And as soon as I'm out of the picture, they're going to go back to it. That's not how Paul prays. He said, God, I fall on knees and out of your riches, not my control, not my complaining, not my threatening, but Lord, out of your riches, touching my son, touches inner being. You, whatever, wherever it falls from, whatever it might be, don't give him a million dollars. Don't touch him. That inner being. Because in the dark of the night, when I'm not there and I don't have influence over it, he'll be true. Paul's telling us this is how we need to pray. Unfortunately, I would say that most of y'all have not been prayed for that way. That breaks my heart. Who's prayed for you to be touched like that? Some of us just worry about being convinced in our mind and convinced in our mind. And something always defeats us. Because it goes on. Peter's going to sing the song that he wrote from the scripture. It's from this point when you've been touched in your inner being from the riches of God. That's when you can stand up and go, how deep, how high, how far, how high is the love of God for me for me I can't leave regardless of how I failed I can't leave I'm more than convinced my inner being has been touched by him by his riches it was at that point Crystal and I had been married about a year And uh, I, I had something that was really bothering me, something I was participating in. And I just struggled. Whenever I do it, it was against my, it was against my conscience. It wasn't so much it was against God's word, it was against my conscience. And one night, you know, I'd struggle and struggle and struggle and condemn myself and condemn myself and then try to convince myself it's okay. And, and I was, fell asleep and I just woke up. I heard a voice. It didn't wake her up, so it must have just been in my head. But it said, ask me to leave and I won't bother you again.
promised the Spirit of God in me. He was saying, look, if you're so bothered by this, just ask me to leave and your conscience will be so seared you'll never be bothered with it again. Oh, gosh. I've talked to men who have asked the Holy Spirit to leave. And in their brain, they know, goes, you know, I need to come back, but I just don't care. It's just something to burn out of me. He goes, I've actually had a, have a seared conscience because I said, leave Holy Spirit. I went, I was this close. This close. You see, God had touched my inner being. And before he, he would leave, he, he wouldn't just leave on his own. I had to ask him. We all need to be touched. Our innermost being. And you know, we pray this. You, you may not recognize me doing it, but every time we have a child's dedication, I don't pray that it has a good life. I don't pray that it makes a million dollars. I'm pretty sure every baby dedication, I said, Father, we speak to that spirit that you placed in this baby, that it come alive as an adult, and that she or he reaches its full potential. Because you spoke it before they were even created in its mother's belly. We were praying. We were speaking to it. Now, next time we have a big dedication, you'll know what I'm doing. We're speaking to touch that inner place. God, touch that inner person by your spirit. You have, that's the Holy Spirit. And it's not going to leave you until you tell it to leave and if you're just pushing it, it will ask. Bring it to your attention. I'm convinced of it. For those of us who have been touched, well, the result is so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. What an incredible God. Look at these verses these verses right here, and these are just some of them. And you, you can read them in your small group. But these are all the different places that God, through the Old Testament and the New Testament, said, you know what? I'm going to come, and I'm going to bring my Holy Spirit to live within you. That you will be able to speak things that aren't as if they are. That's faith. But you know what? In Ezekiel uh, 34, Ezekiel, I believe it was 34, 34 or 36, in Ezekiel, where it says to the prophet, speak to those dry bones. And he speaks to those dry bones. And everyone was trying to figure out, well, what does that mean? I mean, it really happened. But he was speaking to today when he says, listen, I've put my spirit, for those of you that I've touched your inner being, here's what I've done. You're going to be able to speak life to dry bones. You're going to be able to say, Lord, by your glorious and riches, touch my mom. Touch my, my daughter. My grandkids, from your glorious riches, you know exactly what will touch them and will never let them go. Never let them go. It's not going to be a life of, 
about them. It's not going to do what it says in the last days, lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, disobedient to parents. They've been touched. Touched. For this reason I kneel before the Father, whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, you as an individual, you get established. Establishing love may have power now together. What happens when we have a whole church that's been established and rooted individually? You know what happened to you individually. This didn't happen because, oh, I went to this group in 1920. No, it happened to me. I don't care if that group disappeared. I don't care if they got raptured. It happened to me individually. And now if it happens to you as an individual, no one can take it away from you. But when you come together with other individuals and you make family that has all been touched by God. Oh. The gates of hell will not prevail. With all the Lord's holy people. And here's where Pete comes. To grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know. You see that word know? In the Greek, it means to have felt. Actually, it's the same word as if you uh, two people know each other. They have a uh, husband and wife know each other. So it's that that. It's, it's, it's that close. It's sexually close. Since so you have experienced it, you felt it, not just knowing your head. Something has touched your innermost being. This love that surpasses knowledge. You, you, can't, you can't, oh, I, I've read the Bible. No, it says it surpasses knowledge. This is something beyond that you've been convinced of because you've studied. That you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. I got up, I, I didn't read this as the first service, so obviously it's for you guys. from Revelations 22, 17. It says, the spirit of the bride, the spirit and the bride say, come. And, the let, and let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who desires Take the water of life without any price. Wow. Before you guys try to digest this, before you feel burdened to go pray this Ephesians prayer, 
chapter 3, right in the very first part. I want to pray for you. That out of God's glorious riches, He touch your inner being. That He'd fill you with His Spirit. That He will never leave you. And if, you're, if your behavior is so bad, He'll wake you up and say, if you want me to go, I'll go. But you have to kick me out. He's not going to leave you without saying that. I know. You can do this right where you're at because you're receiving the prayer. If anyone wants to come forward and kneel, you can. But, Father, for this reason, I fall on my knees. The broken family. We need a survival kit. And prayer is the best right now. Touch everyone in here. In their innermost being from the riches of your glory. Your riches. Every man, every woman, every child, every family. However that family has come into being. Father, to help us to go one more week, to go one more mile, to stay faithful. Father, your word in Colossians, it says that do not touch and do not handle has a look of righteousness, but it's worth nothing when it comes to sensual desires. It has to come from within us. It can't be someone who's watching us that we fear or respect, but it's got to come from in everyone individually. And then you call us into family to be powerful. from your glorious, glorious wisdom, your glorious riches, your glorious insights, your glorious love. Touch our inner being.
we're officially closing out the second service I know some of you might have to go and, and you can quietly go but 
no one has to go anywhere. Uh, we will be doing a third service in a little bit, but there's no reason for anybody who wants to stay here has to go anywhere. So we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good day. Sonny. <laughs> 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 <laughs>